When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 310 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. Kyle Brackey is here, the pride of Bobcat Nation. And a happy Tuesday to everybody. Uh, the Our favorite traveler, the wrestling nomad, is gone or leaving. I don't know when his flight is, um, but he's on vacation back to Baltimore. So um, Safe travels to him. Safe. Let's, hope he, let's hope he stays safe. Let's hope we get him back. <laughs> you know, at, at this point, we've taught him the best we could. We just got to let him spread his you wings know. and fly and just That's right. he comes back to the nest. He needs this break. He does. <laughs> he does, especially after yesterday. We burned him, yes. burn him out yesterday. Yeah. We got we got the last bit, you know. It's like that the end of a workout. Just get that last <laughs> little bit out of them. It's like you're really you could probably go home and it's probably good. You just do a little bit more and just there's nothing left. That's where we were with with Nomad after yesterday. So we sent but him mentally, off. But mentally, right? Mentally, mentally. Yeah, yeah. We yeah we don't <laughs> we don't try to work him out physically. Um, afraid of what would happen. Okay. Hey, this is interesting. Josh Saunders, what? what's up here, Willie? Um, yeah, I got word from, well, there's multiple people Well, I wake up this morning and it's in my inbox, uh, that Josh Saunders is going to be on the junior world team. I don't know how, I don't know if it's true, just, but multiple people are saying Josh Saunders is going to be the 61 kilogram rep on the world team. Um, which he's a fine, he's, he's a fine, um, rep on the team. Um, but it's interesting because it was Austin Gomez that won the spot. Um, and it was Araju that was in the finals against him. Um, Saunders would have win over Araju this this spring, um, but it was it was Gomez, Araju, Decatur, and Saunders. So you would have to think that <clears throat> Araju turned it down because of being on the U23 team. Well, where's Gomez? Well, but that's right. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's know. the question. I mean, yeah, obviously Vito U23s, but where? what's up with Austin? Is this Iowa State related? Is this just an injury and he's not able to go? That's what I'm most curious about, not so much really that it's Josh Saunders. Yeah. To me, that's the story. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Okay. No idea. I mean, this is this comes to us, you know, within the half, uh, half hour. Okay, so maybe more to come there. I would assume injury, um, if I had to guess, right? Yeah, a couple things. This, I mean, it's weird. Got a couple texts this morning of interesting news as soon as my eyes opened. Uh, also, apparently, Clovis North started their started school yesterday, and Edmund Ruth is not there. So where's he going so, to school? I don't know. I would, I would assume he's staying in PA, but um, several people told me he was going to Clovis North, including the coach thought he was going to Clovis North. Weird. So maybe he just... 
Maybe he yeah, homesick after a summer out there because he was out there in Fresno like the whole the whole summer it seemed. Yeah, yep. So very yeah, curious. Right. Yeah, staying. All right, so that's that. Um, not a whole lot of news going on. Obviously, everyone's still kind of curious about the Iowa State situation. Um, I don't know who they're looking at to to replace Zadik at this point. I haven't heard anything. Um, it sounds like you know, Zadik is not. Um, I, I don't know if he's. I don't know if going away quietly is the word, but uh, I think there's still some drama going on with that, with the, with the fallout of that whole situation. Um, but beyond any that, up- not much going on. Haven't heard any anything. update. Um- oh, but one thing, Willie, you um, you've never said it, or we never reported it, but Chris Folk is not going to Iowa State. Um, no. Someone DM me, like, why didn't you guys do it? If this is the truth, why didn't we say anything or do anything with that? Um, I, I, I think for, I don't know. We should have wrote something. Maybe. I don't know. But for the longest time, it was kind of like a silent decommit because he still might have went there. But they told me in Fargo, um, that he wasn't going there. Okay. All right. So Foca not going to Iowa State. At least at this point. All right. Interesting stuff. Uh, Nomad, <clears throat> as a lovely parting gift to us, left his 149 tears. And, um, well, I won't even say. I think we should jump into them. Because 149, as I mentioned on the last show, a weight I'm very excited about. 149 was like a skipped over weight for literally three straight years because of Zane. Shame on you, Zane. Um, for eliminating the discussion we could have. Because now 149, uh, and why I like this weight is, well, you could say it's weaker now, yeah. But um, y- you could go so many directions with who can win. But at the top, wide I think, open. Huh? Wide open, in my opinion. Wide, wide open. Now, at the top, his number one seat, his number one guy, I would say, this is a swing and a miss because I don't think he's going this weight. Um, although he could. And even if he was, I wouldn't put him number one. But he's got... For his tier one is three people, Micah Jordan, Anthony Ashnall, and Matt Kolodzik. Yeah. Uh, do, do you – I mean, I agree with that tier one. Now, Micah is coming down in weight. Ashnall's coming up in weight. Um, do you consider Leith in that tier? That's, that's one thing I was going to say. Yes, I would absolutely put Grant Leith in that first tier. I would not put – if Micah's tier one, I have a hard time envisioning Micah because of his. Micah's great, but he has just some guaranteed holes in his game that, through the course of five matches, will rear itself at least once with his bottom issues. And I think it'll lose him a match at NCAAs every single year. And I just struggle to see him navigating that just being a takedown guy. Uh, I, I think it's going to be really tough for him. I think someone like Kolodzik could give him issues from, from the top position. I think Leith's really good in the scrambles. I think, you know, Ashnault's not bad. And so while I think he's pretty good on top. Ashnault's really, yeah, Ashnault's tough on top. Max Thompson, Max Thompson's a guy that could um, give him issues, even though I think Mike has beaten him before. Um, he has. So uh, I struggle, one, after hearing Tom Ryan's interview about maybe Joey going 149, Joey McKenna. I think that's the move for Ohio State. Get Keyshawn at 141. He'll do great there. 
And maybe his highest potential at 141 is not that far off of Joey's at 141, <coughs> where I don't think anyone thinks Yanni's going to lose. I think Ironman may be out of reach for those guys, even though Joey could certainly beat him. Um, I think beyond so, that. I, I missed it. So, so Tom Ryan, is that the interview from the coaches convention? Yes. He's like, uh, basically with those three, not, nothing determined, but there's a scenario where Keyshawn goes down, Joey goes up, and uh, I think Micah can't beat Joey would be my opinion. And then Micah would, Micah would be back to 57. Right, right. That's a pretty – yeah, that's probably that's a better lineup for them, right? It's better yeah. than it's better than um, McKenna forty one, Micah forty nine, and Keyshawn fifty seven. Because basically, yeah. like, Keyshawn probably won't be super effective at fifty seven. But yeah, I think so. I'll get into tier two here, Willie, Grant Leith, sure. Bulu, Bulu Allen, Max Thompson, and Pat Lugo. Just in tier two is Patricio. I, I would. <clears throat> I would put Lugo. I, I think Lugo is better than Lou Allen and Thompson. I think yep. he might be right there in the Leith. I, I would maybe make this a five-man first tier with Joy McKenna instead of Micah, Ashnault, Kolodzik, Leith, and Lugo. I think those is this are- a is this a potential here? Like, you know, Patrick Lugo is a guy that has never AA'd, um, but this is like sneaky points for Iowa in the sense that uh, you know you have a guy that's never AA'd, but the composition of the weight. I mean, he could end up in the in the finals, he could end up third. He could end up fourth. I mean, he can get very, very high points here. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's absolutely essential if they want to they want to challenge Penn State and uh, Penn, Penn State for a title. Now it falls off a little bit here, although there's two guys in this. Well, tier- it falls off. Yep, I had two as well. All right, I bet they're the same. Um, so tier three: J- Justin Oliver, Brady Berge, Austin O'Connor. Jarrett Deegan, Jared Prince, Brock Zacherl, Tommy Thorne. Maybe three guys. But I'll say I could see O'Connor and Berge definitely entering the Tier 2 realm. I mean, who even knows? With I mean, O'Connor beat – let's put it this way. Heilman, if Heilman was back this year, I think we'd probably say that's probably a Tier 1 guy. Yeah. Right? And O'Connor beat him. Wrestle off or yeah. not, whatever you want to say – O'Connor's looked really good. He had a really nice freestyle season. Uh, he won the the Open. Looked awesome. I think he even beat Brady Berge in one of the matches at in the trials finals. So, yeah, that one went three. That one went three. That was the weirdest best of three, by the way, because I think O'Connor to me uh, in tier three. I mean, I can see it's difficult for Nomad because they're not proven, right? They haven't wrestled really um, an actual match, but. To me, O'Connor's not in tier three. He's higher. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that could be a little bit of nomads just being a little cautious, ease him in sure. there. Don't want to just toss him right in there. But yeah. really nice year last year, 20 and three. His only losses were to Pat Lugo, Sertzis, and a weird one the first weekend to Gavin Lundoff. But wins over Hunter Ladniar, Steve Blyes. Solomon Chisco, Josh Heil. So, good year. That's really solid. That's a solid year. Um, now, Berge. Jaren Glosser, Berge, mm-hmm. Berge didn't wrestle much, right? No. Uh, folk? No. Uh, in season last year. So, um, yeah, I think Berge and O'Connor could be tier two guys. What do you think of. I, I think Oliver's a problem. 
I mean, I think Oliver's a tough out. And what do you think of uh, Tommy Thorne at 49? Uh, I think they're All-American contenders. Uh, I, I would put them outside of the title contending realm. I yeah. really like Tommy Thorne. I, I probably like Thorne more than Oliver. Just, Thorne just had a – he just never got it together last year. I think I think it was injury um, is what I, what I heard. Oliver, I don't know. Part of me is like, man, he's going to NC State, so you got to give him a couple notches up. But uh, he's a – doesn't have the super reliable leg attacks, in my opinion. He's a little scramble reliant. Although he's a, well, he's a, he's, he's a little change up for the style of the majority of this weight. Yeah. I mean, he's 8A before, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's an All American. He's got some nice wins. He's beaten Anthony Colica. He's, he's really solid. Super solid guy. I think he's going to do a nice job, but I'm just a little more. And I didn't realize Zachary was moving up, although I've always thought he was pretty big at 41. Dude. Maruka? What yeah, about Maruka? I don't know. Dude, he's got Maruka 77th on here. <laughs> but Maruka's round of 12. He's really good. He must have just missed him. Yeah. Well, he put him in there. He's in here. But he's... he's I, no, I know. He's literally fourth from the bottom. Maruka's, Maruka's a thing. Yeah, he's he should be a tier three guy. He's on the yeah. Z- Zach Earl, Jared Prince, Jared Deegan. Absolutely, he should be tier three, unquestionably. Um, so, yeah, I read all of tier three, and then tier four is like twenty or thirty names, uh, of which Josh Maruka, Josh Heil is someone uh, I think you should be excited about. He had a really nice scuffle last year. Zavostowski for App State. Ranked guy basically all of the last year or two. Um, mm-hmm. Cole Martin, Baby J, Davion Jeffries, Ryan Blee. So there's some solid dudes in here. Sammy Crevis, pretty solid. But the the interesting thing about this weight is who can win it. And, man, there's maybe six or seven guys. And who knows? Yeah. That's that's what? without guys that haven't even emerged yet or – you know, what if Jaden Ironman comes up into this way? Like, that's a thousand. No, he wouldn't because of Leith. But, um, you know, there's probably guys that have been hanging back at 41 that would maybe consider moving up or back yeah. down from 57. So it's going to be a really, really curious way. Life and, after Zane. And really, life after Sorensen. Because, I mean, if you were if you were handicapping this weight the last couple of years, it was Zane Sorensen, right? But interestingly, Sorensen only made the finals the one time. Right, but from a from a tier sort of perspective, I mean, going into the season last couple, it was Zane Sorensen, right? For sure. Basically, yeah. Yeah, so both those guys are gone. Who else did this weight lose off the top of your your heads? Ronnie Perry, who, <laughs> yeah. who we never factored in until he beat everybody. Yeah. So not um, a great weight, um, other no. than the than the big two. So. Not that it's a particularly great weight now, but it's a huge opportunity for, for someone. Any scuttlebutt, Christian, on, on – uh, we talk about Zane leaving – Zane graduating and guys kind of determining what they're wrestling. Maybe maybe go 49 now. You know, Micah, maybe I drop now. Zane's not there. Maybe I'll go up. Zane's not there. Any scuttlebutt on, like, the, the 74, 84, 97 situation with guys like – Where's Bo going? Where's Zahid going? You know, that kind of stuff. I haven't heard anything super recently on, I mean, 
the speculation is Nichols going 97. I mean, it's yeah. to, to me that maybe a done deal at this point. Shakur's going 84. Um, Zahid, I thought would be going up. Uh, I know he has not gotten much bigger. I think I don't know how much of a point of emphasis is big, but he just doesn't weigh that much. I think he's someone that looks a lot bigger than he actually is. Whereas like he's kind of like the anti-Mark Hall. I feel like we always think Mark Hall's a little smaller than he is, but he's like legitimately like heavier than Zahid. So I, I think we'll see Zahid go up this year, but um, sounds like nothing nothing is certain at this point. Gotcha. So that's one one forty nine. Um, what else, buddy? I don't know. I don't know. What's what else with you? Um, what what's what's going on with heavyweight? I don't know. I'm t- talking about seventy four, eighty four, ninety seven. Um, what about heavyweight? Is is Stoll's gonna be out? Any? I'm asking for rumors. I'm asking what what are you here coming down the? What are you coming here? down the, the pipe, you know, whispered down the alley. Is is will Cassiope go if Stoll's out the whole time and this and that? No, none. None rumors. Um, oh, no. one thing that I think is interesting, um, it's actually a question I got, but I was thinking about it yesterday. Um, actually, it was brought up to me yesterday. So it's interesting that this person um, tweeted this question. But let, I wanna, I'll get to it here. I can't even find it. But the question is about uh, Jeremiah Moody. You know, he, he goes, does well at Pan Am's. He had kind of a breakout uh, at yeah. juniors. And it's like, wow, I always got, you know, they've kind of been pretty deep and they got another guy. What about Moody as a 157 option for Iowa? Can he get yeah. down? You know, he made, he makes, so the, at 74, that's 163 and a half, two day weigh ins. So, you know, he can do that. What is, can he get down to 57? I think he's pretty big. I think it'd be tough. But, the alternative is, is being behind um, Marinelli, right? Mm-hmm. So why not give it a shot and go under? Is he a better option than Caleb Young? I don't know. He might be. He certainly could be. He, yeah, he could be. I mean, he was 13-4 and four last year. Lost to Brady Jennings from Iowa State. To me, uh, I don't know. To me, both those guys. Caleb Young... I think could be fine. I think he'd be a solid starter. Um, I, I I just don't know until you see it. And so uh, for Moody, I think you're right. I think that's a that's a hefty cut for him, but it's probably his only option, right? And then how well does he perform when he gets down after that cut? Yeah, that'll be the question. Um, but I think I think it's he's an interesting additional option for for Iowa at 57. And really, at this point, if you're the Hawkeyes, hey, let's get a bunch of dudes down at 57, and let's see what happens. Throw them all at Midlands, throw, use them all in duels, and see if someone emerges. They could bump. I would bump Grothus up. <laughs> no, he's going 41. Remember? He can't make that. He, he did one time or a couple times. Did not go well. No. Yeah, Brody Grothis was a saga, man. Holy cow. Um, remember the year he beat, like, one, two, three? Oh, my God, I had a dream. You did? Grothis related? <laughs> what was your dream? 
I don't know. I was at like some, maybe like the OTC, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I was in this workout room, but it was like a gym. This is, this is last night. Gym. I don't know. I ended up, I was like holding court, you know, telling stories and stuff. And the Brands Brothers were like hanging on my every word. They're oh like, my gosh, <laughs> this is definitely like, not rooted in reality. Like, no, it was a dream, right? I was like telling stories and like making people laugh and being inappropriate. And the brand brothers were like, <laughs> any growthist jokes or no? There was no growthist jokes involved. Here, here's my, one of my favorite, well, not my favorite question, but it's an interesting question from Woody Hawkins. Who wins a collegiate officiating match between Nelson Brands and Terry Brands right now? And I, I, I can understand how people would like think this is a question. Terry Brands would pinfall him immediately. We, you know what I'm about to bring up. Yeah. When, when Iowa and Oklahoma State dueled at Stillwater, at, remember, Marinelli was traveling everywhere. Terry Brands beat that young man for, I don't know, <laughs> the better was... part of an hour. And it was like not even like, it was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> it was like, insane to watch. Y- these guys don't drop off. I know they're, they're old and like, you know, Terry would, you know, just like all these guys, they probably couldn't do like a tournament, but for a match or like practice goes, these guys, Terry Brands was the best guy in the world, right? And 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 Nelson was never even the best at high school. Not, and Marinelli was, and that just shows you where the gap is from like that elite high school, pretty good college to like that world level. Like Terry Brands is that dude, and he would absolutely annihilate. And his Terry, son. right? And Terry never really like took a day off he never really stopped right he was the best in the world at one time and he never really he never really stopped going to a wrestler i mean it's not like mark schultz yeah he's, he's still he wrestles pretty frequently no so terry brands would um shoot he probably kills most people in that room i remember there was that it's a one of my favorite flow videos ever when they go and uh it was the year mcdonald won his national title and terry is just like it's, it's not even a match. He's just annihilating McDonough, right? Just the, the level these guys are at. You know, you saw Guerrero yesterday with Mike Mao, right? Like, these guys still have it. They're still – you don't just forget to be how to be world level at this sport and how to school people. So, Except for – Who? Real on. <sighs> Dang, why did I say who? <laughs> uh, why did I even say who? Another hey, – Cliff Fretwell, he doesn't even listen to FRL probably, but he just likes to mess with me, ask questions. So yeah, he, you know about- what? He's been trying to get a good. He's been trying to get a good question, and he he sent several hundred questions in, and we always, I think we maybe used one, and he's getting upset about it, and now he just we sent answered in- uh, his question about where we would send our kid right now. Yeah, because that, that was a good yeah. question, Cliff. Yeah. This is not a good question, but I'll ask this it anyway. This is anyways. not a good question. I huh? Think he's gonna- this, that's what I'm saying. He sent a lot of good questions that didn't make the show. He got upset about it, and so he sent a ridiculous question, and it's going to make the show. It's going to make the show. Um, FRL question from Cliff Fretwell. What establishment makes the best breakfast chicken biscuit? <laughs> I don't know why he thought this was an FRL topic, um, but I'm curious for Kyle Brackey's answer because he's a chicken biscuit guy. Well, I've He's going to say Chick-fil-A. That's the only place down here I've gotten them from. Um, Who who else even makes them? Bojangles? I mean, <laughs> I would love. I, some people. I saw a few people say Bojangles back to him, but I've never had Bojangles. Mm. Um, I've had I've had Bojangles one time because 
It's on every corner. When you drive to Super 32, or when you're around Super 32, I mean, they literally have, they literally have restaurants called uh -oh. Biscuitville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do they serve there? <laughs> Biscuitville. Yeah. I mean, listen, Cliff, this is a very concentrated question you're asking. Not a lot of places have yeah, chicken this, this is a very southern, very southern question. Uh, I just... I don't do this show to make friends, I've, and I've accomplished that. And uh, I'm here to say I don't like chicken biscuits, so I can't answer this question. Don't like them? No, I don't like them. That's dumb. And I love fried I, chicken, but I don't like chicken biscuits. I don't think I've ever had one. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Mannheim, uh, I don't know what it is. My name is Jeff, E-Rod G. <laughs> Look at his handle. It looks like my name is Jeff. Uh, Do you know what that's from? No. <laughs> it's it? from uh, the second 21 Jump Street. Uh, With Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. Okay. Like, my name is Jeff. Oh, okay. So I did. <laughs> you did it right. You know, you did it right. I haven't seen that movie. Where does David Taylor rank in dominance internationally by weight and pound for pound? Dominance? Very high. Just because not that many... Guys, just pinfall through thing. I don't know. I think it's tough to say till he like wins a world medal, but he might be top five right now. One of the best guys. Do. Shoot, didn't stop anyone from putting Boltekayev in the number one pound for pound spot when he had a three month run. So why not David Taylor? I think it's I think it's safe to say, especially especially in the the world cycle. Like you know, we hang on to last year's results. Like, you know, they're biblical uh, because they don't compete that much. But we shouldn't because some of these guys don't compete. Some of these guys get beaten out. Some of these guys take a year off. If you look at David Taylor's results over the last year, he's one of the most dominant in the world, and he's beaten really good guys. Yeah. Um, I, has he lost? Uh... He hasn't lost. I mean – Dude, Takahashi, the world champ at 57, just lost the other day. I mean, these guys, these guys out here losing. Is there anywhere at, you can watch Asian? I've been looking to watch some of those. I I stayed up to watch them, and I couldn't find. You needed a VPN, maybe, and it might have worked. I don't know. I just said that was a first round match. I think. Yeah, it was. Uh, Yakahashi from Japan was. Um, returning world champion, he had a good kid in the first round. I knew it was going to be a good match. I didn't expect him to lose by any stretch of the imagination, but he lost. Where was um, he from? Who did he lose to? Um, uh, North Korea. Oh, yeah. Uh, who, you know, North Korea has these guys at 57 and 59 in Greco that just, you never heard of them. Although this guy I had heard of. But they always have these lightweights that are really good. Um, so I knew it would kind of be a thing. I didn't expect him to beat him by any stretch of the imagination. And he beat him. And then um, Erdenabot from Mongolia won the won the weight. So they, I, I'm pretty sure they were ranked one and two in the world. And the guy ranked one lost in the first round. So, you know, I guess my, the import to that for David is there's world champs losing. I mean, as, even look at... Seth Patara's um, rankings rationale. There's guys. There's guys that are top ten that 
has lost a ton of times. Those guys that are ranked fifth that lost a ton of times. Um, David hasn't lost in a year, and he's pinning people, and he's pinning good guys. Uh, to me, where does David Taylor rank in dominance, pound for pound? I don't know, but it's, it's up there. It's like top five probably. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Do you guys see Abinader made the finals? Yeah, that's that's what I was really interested. He wrestled Yazdana Chirati um, and killed him, but I would like to see it. Yeah. Right? I want to I want to watch that. Right? Oh, you know what? Somebody's posting a bunch of them to YouTube. Okay, we'll hook it hook up the link later on. Cody Arnold, RTCs were a big convo point at NWCA convention, and it sounds like they're looking to implement some regulations and sanctions surrounding them. Can you elaborate more on what the future of RTCs might look like? Well, coaches, coaches, uh, in my experience, love to complain about RTCs and the loophole and this and that, but they don't actually ever, you know, they hear all this stuff and they'll they'll happily tell me the teams that are doing this, that, and the other, but they never want to go to the NCAA about it. They never want to go through any sort of channels because I'm, I'm assuming no one wants anyone else in their kitchen. And to me, I, I don't see any major changes. I don't know what changes you can do. Um, I don't know how they're – what changes you can make that you can say that you can actually um, enforce, right? Because, you know, there's stuff like, you know, there's the promise of – an RTC spot and money and a salary after graduation. Well, how do you prove that? How do you regulate that? Right. If, if a kid, if, if, you know, Kevin Jack graduates from NC state and then they put him on the RTC. Well, of course they are at NC state, right? <laughs> yeah. you, you can't like prove, I mean, what does that even mean? Uh, that's like, that's well, literally I mean, the point. Let's be clear. Right. That, is, is that not, you know, people talked about Penn State cheating for, for a long time. And one of the things that ultimately, you know, down the road as they discussed it, uh, it was like, yeah, well, this is how they're, they're telling kids that they'll put them, you know, they'll put them on the RTC and they'll get funding after college. So what? Like I mean, are you not well, you gonna? Can't, have... Well, you can't do. Well, you can't do that, right? You can't say. Right, but you also can't. I mean, okay. Let me give you this scenario. <clears throat> Mark calls on a recruiting trip to Wyoming, and and Mark Friend says, "You come here, you get money through the OTC or through the RTC after college. You know, you'll have funding for." you know, your career. And that's, that's, you're not supposed to do that, right? That's a, that's illegal or something. First of all, how are you going to regulate that? Second of all, if Mark Hall goes through his career at Wyoming and he's a four-time national finalist, of course he's going to get, of course they're going to pay him. Yeah. Like, what are you, are you not going to, what are you not? I mean, that's just a reality. I don't even know. I don't even think it, I don't even think you should have to say it. Like, Hey, guess what? If you do really well, uh, you're going to get... Now, if if that is, let's say, a mid-tier recruit. Let's see. Um, who is a mid-tier? I mean, like, I don't know. Verclearing? Jared Verclearing, okay? If Jared Verclearing... Do you think if Jared Verclearing 
goes to Penn State, and let's just say, let's just say, he he fails out of class or something, or he, I don't know, he he has to have his knee replaced, and he can never wrestle again, or or he just go, he's just parties all the time, or like, right? Got it. Do you think that he's gonna be on? He's gonna have funding for years? No, he's not. I mean. I, I just don't understand what these people are complaining about. Guess what? If you're good in college, you'll have funding at the RTC. Yeah, I wonder. Breaking I w- news. I wonder, um, you know, if they're, if they're using the RTCs to currently fund, um, to make up for the lack of an ac- uh, like a school scholarship, if they're using that to, that would be bad, right? But again, it was- it's not like that's, but here's the thing. That, that's not legal now. But if it's happening, so that's not, you can't put further regulation on something. You can't say, now this is really a rule. It's already a rule. You can't, you can't make yeah. up, for, you can't make up for a scholarship. Okay, I'm giving you 10%, but the other 90 is coming from the RTC. You can't do that now. So right. I'm wondering, so, so that's why I'm, I'm genuinely curious what they were discussing. Is it maybe like, there's a pretty large radius in which if you're with it, if you're that close to the RTC, you can kind of come and train there whenever you want. And, Obviously, schools like that are in those kind of hubs, you know, Rutgers is near so many wrestlers and Penn State and Ohio State. You know, they can get all these guys to come in there and train. Is that what they're talking about? Do they want to tighten that up? Who can come in and train? I, I, I don't know. I don't know neither. You know what? what uh, let's start at the very baseline level. I don't really know what an RTC is. I mean, by definition, I mean, what is it? What regulates it? What? I, what's the difference between Stillwater and the Cowboy Wrestling Club? What's the difference between Oakley State and Cowboy Wrestling Club? What's the difference between Penn State and, and Nittany Line Wrestling Club? Well, wait, you know I mean, that. What are you talking about? Penn, Penn State's the institution, and they com- compete in NCAAs. And Nittany Lion Wrestling Club is where post-collegiates and current collegiates can train, get funded, etc. I know, but so what? Like, like I mean, you're just talking about money coming out of a pot. Like, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. What? What is it? What does it matter? I, I don't. I, I. There's so many questions I don't know about RTCs. Yeah. And, and truly, the the Cowboy RTC is probably an exception as far as power programs goes. They have probably one of the more low-key regional training center situations relative to – I mean, you compare that, to, compare that to Iowa, Ohio State, Penn State. It's not, it's not close, right? I mean, okay, what, what was the before, – before they were dubbed RTC, they were just clubs, right? Gator Wrestling Club, Hawkeye Wrestling Club, or mm-hmm. and they, and they brought in and they had senior level athletes who they who they paid right. So when they went to this RTC model, what does it change? Yeah, great question. I mean, that's <laughs> I wish no mad were here. It was like this. Um, it was like this ch- change, and then rec- I don't know. You heard? Well, they have a great RTC. Well, they they had a great one before that. It was called Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. I mean, it was called Gator Wrestling Club. I, well, I don't Gator know. was like, uh, like an umbrella one, right? Um, yeah. 
I mean, Burt Metcalf was Gator back in the day. Uh, okay, so that's that one. I don't know what the, you know, a lot of the coaches get upset about the RTCs, but I don't know what changes they can necessarily make or what changes we really even want made. I mean, to me, RTCs are great, and I don't know what, what we're trying to avoid. All right, next up, hmm, where do we want to go? Ugh. What type of coach would you rather have as a head coach, technician or motivator? Kyle Brackey? Uh, I'll say motivator. Hmm. Mm. I mean, hopefully you have one of each on your staff, right? Yeah. It, it, would, be, it would be nice to be a technical authority as the, yeah. uh, as the head coach. Um, that would be a nice little thing. I'll tell you, here's my thing. If if you ain't self-motivated as a college wrestler, I've said it time and time again, college wrestling is the most demanding thing on earth. Maybe like mm-hmm. second to like be, being a Marine or something. But uh, <laughs> if you don't I have... I find tougher lives than a college wrestler, but... It's it's pretty freaking demanding, right? Yeah. If you don't have, if you're not self motivated, if you need a guy going, you got it, you got to work. You got let's get going, bud. If you need that guy, you ain't gonna make it anyway. Give uh, me a technician. That's fake news. That's not true at all, dude. Uh, everyone needs motivation, right? Everyone needs leadership. Le- I mean, you're thinking you're you're thinking of a rah rah coach that fires you up, but leadership. Well, it's, we're talking about leadership, right? Well, I don't know. The word says motivator. Yeah, yeah. Mo- I mean, I would I would say that leadership, motivator are synonymous, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe I'm actually changing my answer to the motivator because I'm changing the word to leader. I'd rather have a leader. <laughs> Strong leader. I'm changing the question. Right. We're getting a lot of either-or type questions. We're like, we had, the, we had the technical savant or the raw athlete, you know, that one. From last week. This is a good question. Kyle Snyder's training, specifically the feats of strength in the weight room and extremely heavy weights. Has any wrestler previously trained like that? And will and is, will that be the norm going forward? Um, for contrast, there is video of the weight training when Askren made the Olympic team. I would love to see that. I don't that. think there is. I don't <laughs> that, think there that, is. <laughs> I, I think, think you're lying, Bobby. I don't think there's videos of Ben Askren lifting weights. Uh, maybe wait. Prove, prove it. Um, I think that uh, I saw this question last night. I thought it was a good one. My initial reaction was like, weight training the way Kyle does it is probably good for like eighty six on up, right? For the for the others, I would I would guess they train more. Um, I don't know differently. As far not not lifting for power, more functional strength than functional strength, right? Well, it's I, I would say Nick Heflin might be a guy that I don't know. Holmes was just there and worked out with him. He could say, but I bet that's a guy that goes pretty freaking heavy uh, frequently. But yeah, I, it is it is kind of counter to what you think you would want in wrestling, right? But he's lifting like James Harrison, like you see those yes. videos of like Harrison pushing just like thousands of pounds and pulling trucks and just doing all these ridiculous things. Yes. It's like James Harrison esque. Well, yes. I, I, I mean, I've never seen, 
I've never seen a, a senior level athlete. Like senior you watch level Jordan. Wrestler. You watch Jordan train. He's doing all this like explosive movements, agility right. stuff, like chains with pull-ups, like all this like kind of. It's more functional. It seems that's, more functional. That's what I'm saying. From and, and training has evolved. Um, you know the these the stuff that Kyle Dake's doing now with this functional movement and and um, functional patterns is what he calls it. Um, but there's, there's a lot of different stuff, you know, it's not just pick stuff up and put stuff down. Um, from 50, I, I would assume from 57 is 74, 79. That stuff is like what you do, right? The, the rubber bands and the ropes and the stuff like that. Not that Kyle doesn't do that stuff, but, um, and then for the, for the upper weights, you know, they do, they do heavy, heavy reps. Um, but also, you know, Kyle's lifting fiats and stuff and, and, and pushing tractor trailers. He's curling around. fiats. Um, I don't think I don't think you can do that alone. I, Kyle has a great gas tank, right? Yeah, uh, all time. Uh, especially for the weight. And, and so while the stuff that gets put on social media is Kyle lifting his heavy, heavy weight – Kyle pushing his sled like James Harrison. Well, that gets put on social media because, wow, this guy is strong. Um, what doesn't get put on social media is how hard he goes in practice in a you know six-minute simulated match, or if he rides the bike in sprints, or you know what I mean. He has the anaerobic, or he has the aerobic too. Yeah, he's a complete package. It is. It's curious, you know. There's there's always different fads and whatever in training, and there's no one way to train your body, right? And, I think Snyder is definitely evidence of that. And I do think it's going to be probably important one day, since he wants to wrestle till he's like 64, that he's going to have to like shift his training. And, um, you know, he'll mature. I mean, not that he's immature, but like he'll, his body will change. And I think he'll probably respond and have to train it a little you differently. You know what? You know what? Like all these years, there's been these clubs. First, they're clubs, or now RTCs, and people get funding. Um, like you're, you're kind of on an island. I mean, your job is to wrestle. Your job is to train. I, I just feel like now, I, maybe it's because social media and we see it. But I mean, Kyle, all he does is train. It's amazing, and yeah. I don't know if I don't know if senior athletes that were getting funding. 20 years ago kind of trained full time like Kyle trains. I don't know. Maybe they did. Yeah, I don't know. Um okay. So that's Snyder. This is th I hope we can get through this one. I hope this one doesn't take forever, but I think this could be a fun one. How about an all-star team for past 10 years of Penn State wrestling? So like the best 125, 33, etc. Um that's from Sam Herring. So starting at 125, that one's pretty easy. That would be Nico, the Mega Lion, Mega Ludus. Could they have haven't been... had great lightweights the past 10 years. No, they have not. 33, dare I say. Say it. Dare you say. Andrew Long. He it was, has to be. He was there. Who was for, he there? He got, he got third. Um, Jimmy, uh, he got sixth, I think, once. Um, Conaway place, but 
Andrew Long's your best guy. Sorry, Penn State. Was Andrew Long just there one year? Yeah. Yeah. He competed there one year. I think – can't even remember when he arrived. I don't even know if he was there that entire season or he came kind of late in the game. But either way, he, he had a great but NCAA. He, but he only competed one, one championship. Correct. Two, two, 2011. 41. <clears throat> this 41. Is, this is interesting because they haven't been great here either. I'll tell you this right now. True freshman Andrew Alton pinfalls Nick Lee in probably under 90 seconds. I'll say that. Now, Nick Lee had a better season uh, at the end of it all and um, placed and did great, but Andrew is is pinning him. That's my opinion. Isn't it Frank? Uh, He was eighth. He only wrestled 41 one year? Yeah, his true freshman year. Oh, so he went. He was also, he he also, I don't know if he was sub 500 going into NCAAs, but he had a, like, he was not great, really great that year, and he kind of put it together. It would not be Frank. I mean, it's going to be, if we're asking this question, it's going to be Nick Lee, right? I guess. I don't know. Based on one year, I mean, ultimately, yeah, but true freshman to true freshman, true freshman. I, w- I would take if, – if we're, if we're picking – if there's a wall here and we're picking teams and 41's up and I can choose for the duel, I'll, I'll take him. <laughs> I promise you. I, he, would be, he would beat Nick Lee. I know. I mean, I'm just – I'm laughing at that Montel Marion match. Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> that was all time. He didn't – Andrew Alton did not play – who did he get beat in the blood round? Was that uh, – Kimmer. Dutton? Oh. Kimmer. Okay. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Penn. Penn. He lost He lost to someone. Really, Kimmer was an upset. He had, like, I want to say, like, pinned and majored Kimmer that year. Or, like, he did not put it together at NCAAs. Well, I mean, okay. If you're going to go, who is the best on any? I mean, Zane took fifth. That's a true Oh, freshman. yeah. Zane. Zane. <laughs> Zane beat Logan. I just had him. I was like, he's there 49. Um, well, well, does that mean we're going to get, like, David and Ed in, like, multiple weights? and like? Corn? No, we could put James English at 49. Uh, I'd probably put go Frank before English, but, yeah. That All would... right, let's go. Are we making our ideal lineup? If we're not making our ideal lineup, then Zane Let's say 40... you can only use one guy once. All right, we'll put Zane at 41, and we'll put Frank at 49. That's stupid. Why would you want that? For, you could have, you could have like the you most dom- dominant Zane, the most dominant NCAA wrestler, uh, maybe the last 10 years or more, or so you can have the true freshman version and have a guy that was. I, I'm not. Are we, we're trying to make our. We're trying to make a dual team here. Is that what we're doing? We're trying to make an all-star team, and you're gonna put you're gonna put in the the Zane version that got fifth. I'm not saying the version. I'm not. Ju- I'm just saying the human. All right. Well. Well, you get the version you, that got fifth. Yeah. I didn't know we were doing versions. We're doing versions. <laughs> All right. Then <laughs> yours makes sense. I'm trying to get Zane and Frank in the same lineup. Frank's out. Sorry, Frank. There's nothing you can do about it. Frank's out. Damn it. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry Frank. Sorry, Frank. I'm putting Andrew Alton in. I don't care. All right. Christian's. Christian's I'm putting going Alton in. in. All right, so we got Nico Megalutis. I'll take, I'll take we Nick got, Lee. 
What's our lineup so far? Nico? Andrew, Andrew Long. Long. Andrew Alton. Andrew Alton. I should have put Adam Lynch in. He beat Montel. Uh, he beat Montel. Zane? 57 is Jason Knoll. Yes. 65, 65 DT. David Taylor. Oh, yeah. Who'd you start to say? You should say Chenzo. Chenzo. Oh. I was so then you go DT. Now, 74 gets interesting. Go Matt Brown, Ruth, Quentin. So, okay. Or you could go Ed at 74, Quentin, 84. Morgan. Or is it better to go... Mar or wait, here's a question. Mark Hall or Matt you. Brown? Mark Hall or Matt Brown? Mark Hall. Mark Hall. Me too. So I would say Mark Hall, 74. Well, so no Bo Nickel. Mark Hall at 74. <clears throat> we got to choose between like... Ed Ruth would be... Final. Ed Ruth's better. Right? So I would take Ed Ruth at 84. Quentin, 97. And then... Um, Jimmy Lawson, heavy. <laughs> I'll take Gingrich. Gingrich? Cam Wade. Cam Wade, anybody? No, I guess it would be Nick Nevels. It's Nevels. I Jimmy know. Lawson? <laughs> I, I lost it. Uh, he placed. We're, you're leaving Bo Nickel off the team? It's going to be a four. He's going to be three and four. He can get on the team after He can 197. Now, he could bump up. He can wrestle off Quentin. Okay. Quentin was six one two one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So if if Bo goes up to ninety seven, he gets that spot. Sorry, Quentin. Sorry, Quentin. You're gonna have to apologize to Quentin and Frank, like in Damn. person. They're gonna. That's gonna be awkward. Um. But yeah, I think Ed at eighty four has to be over Bo, as great as Bo is. Um. Okay, so that's the best team. And uh, it should definitely include Andrew Alton. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, with classes starting at many schools around this, this, any word on where Hunter Ritter will be headed? So, okay, Hunter that's, Ritter. That's asked by ASU Wrestling, ASU Family Fan. <laughs> He's a big fan of Arizona State families. <laughs> I just love the families more than the teams. Um, no, he just loves Arizona State. It's cool. It's Tim. It's Tim. So Tim wants to know about Hunter Ritter because he's like, man, it'd be pretty sick if he went to Arizona State. So here's the deal. I learned this. If a new staff comes in, you can like – here's what Hunter Ritter's doing. I'll just say this, and you can help me maybe fill in the blanks. Hunter Ritter is maintaining his full ride scholarship at Wisconsin, but he is still he's not on the wrestling team, but he still gets his scholarship. But Wisconsin gets that scholarship back to spend. So like Wisconsin's honoring it. So it's mm -hmm. like a win win. The guy doesn't even have to he didn't want to wrestle anymore, apparently. He's not going to, but he still gets a full ride to Wisconsin. So he's not going anywhere. No. Okay. He's just finishing school. Yeah, which is what he, which is literally what we said initially, wasn't it, Willie? It was like, why would you? You're gonna have a Wisconsin degree. You're just gonna leave. Yeah. And you and well, we knew he and we knew he was on a full because yeah, me and Christian are talking offline, uh, like, I mean, off the air when it first happened. We're like, well, he could go here and start. He could go here and start. And we're like, 
man, he's this close to Wisconsin's degree. That's huge. And he, there's no way he's getting a full, right? He's on a full ride at Wisconsin. Yeah, you yeah. don't just, yep. yeah, you ain't leaving that. So I don't I, know how true. I don't know how true this is. I, I mean, I assume it's pretty close to true, because Ben Askren, the source is Ben Askren, but Ben. Ben was under the understanding, this blows my mind. This is true. That Wisconsin's philosophy, okay, I shouldn't say Wisconsin's, Barry Davis's philosophy, and not just philosophy, his practice at Wisconsin was for his upper echelon athletes, his athletes that he goes after, this guy's going to be a starter for me, this guy's going to be a starter. It was the stars and scrubs kind of treatment in the sense that you get a fool, you get a fool, you get a fool. You're not uh, a high level recruit. Come on, walk on, try to try it out for the team. So according to some people, it was like, there wasn't 70% scholarships. There wasn't 40% scholarships. There was a bunch. Most of the guys were 10 and most of the guys were walk-ons. Yeah. That probably doesn't that explains cool. their depth situation. Right, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, but no, that's uh, that happened. What is the best – this is probably not a question Willie could answer right off the top of his head, but what is the best recruiting class of all time? Mm. It's going to be – you're going to – when you think about the Ohio State class with Bo – Yeah. Although – Oh yeah, although Kyle doesn't factor into that class. Well, uh, it's okay. Much Bo and Nato. That class was yeah, really true. small. That's true. There's um. So not them. There's two. There's two things there. Best recruiting class going in, or best recruiting class that panned out. Because just a lot of times there's like number one, number two guy in the country that doesn't work out. Yeah. But, uh, what either. is there? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's. The, the usual suspects. You got to look at Ohio State, Penn State, Oklahoma State, and Iowa um, over the years and uh, and recently. Well, the Arizona State class when it happened, when it was Zahid, Anthony, Maruka, um, Shields, and Benick, and was Tanner Hall in that? Maybe not. I don't think so. No. Yeah, that was a great class for sure. That was one where we were like, wow, this is one of the best we've seen, right? It's like program changing. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not gonna you know, Anthony has not yet been what maybe we thought he would be. Um still been really good. So yeah, it's a cool way to look at it. So maybe one maybe one day, Willie, when um you have a yeah. chance. That'd be a cool little kind of retrospective. The best that panned out and the best that uh kind of going in. Yeah. Over the last 10 years, for sure. I mean, we have all that data. Indeed, we do. Okay. Um, who do you think makes a senior team first, Nolf, Zahid, or Nickel? Now, I thought about this because this is tough. Now, this is very tough because it's all about who they have to go through, right? So I think the answer I may go with, the only, my caveat here is if Zahid goes 79 next year, and we know Dake's going down. I'll, I'll say it right now. Dake's going down to 74 next year. Then, okay, I'll say Zahid. Sure. No, no question. But I don't, think, I, don't think he, I don't think it behooves him to go 79 next year. I think it will make most sense 
for him to go up in preparation for 2020. But if he says, hey, you know what? I'm 20 years old or 21 years old. I want to make a make world a team. team. Yeah. Maybe he should do that. And then I, so I would say him. But if not him, I would say Nolf because I think it's, I can see him passing green at some point. That I could see that. I don't see how Bo Nickel gets past David Taylor. I just don't see that. Um, now, does he build if, himself up into if, a 92 and it's Jaden? Then, you know, could he beat Jaden? You know, David did not beat Jaden. He did in a match, but that was tough. But now David's jumped. I don't know if David's really a good. My point is, I think David would smash Bo Nickel, right? And Jaden was, if nothing else, competitive with David. Um, but no, I could see Bo. I could see Bo passing Jaden Cox. I could see that. That's. I guess that's reasonable. So I guess order. If they <laughs> all went into it with the sole goal of just making a world team, you make you get ten million dollars if you just find your way on a world team any way necessary. I'll say Zahid. I would say Zahid too at seventy nine. Um, I. It's hard to say. I. I don't know what weight Bo's even going, and. He has a lot more competition. I mean, here's the path. Here's the path. Zahid, 79, Derringer. And and he already James, Gre- James Green for Noel. Yeah. Oh, so. There, there was a question in here. I don't, darn it. I don't know where it, uh, where I put it, but it's about all the tweeners, like where we think everyone's going to go for 2020. And uh, I don't know if I pasted it over or not. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, tweeners. Yeah, yeah. All those guys that are like. Um, I know what question you're talking. About. Yeah, where'd it go? I think Kyle deleted it. Hold on one second. All right, predictions as to where the tweet tweeters. <laughs> he said tweeters. That's why I couldn't search it. Wind up in the Olympic year. James Green, Mark Hall, Ringer Cox, Brandon <laughs> Brandon Sorensen made the list. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of curiosity there. Okay, Green. I think he. I don't know. He James Green is screwed. Because we already know he can't go down. And he can't be Jordan. I feel for James. He's one of the, our best guys in the country. But I guess he's going to go up. Or what? What do you know? Do you know anything, Willie? I don't know. I, I know that. I know that. You know what? He should it, go down again. It didn't, I think he should, too. But I don't. I don't know. That didn't work out well. I always thought James was a little small. I always thought he could make 65. Didn't work out well in 2016. He it was like so obvious he didn't perform well. And now he's gonna now he's gonna do it on two day weigh-ins. I don't think so. But what's he gonna do at 74? I, I'm gonna be interested to watch him wrestle at 74. But um, it's just he's just a tweener, man. I, I also. We have to answer this question. Cody the Ocho, who is a great, a great fan Don't of the show. This question. Hold on, buddy. All right, <clears throat> go. What other? Zane's going sixty-five, right? Mark Hall. Mark Hall's. Mark Hall's gonna have to go. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I think he should go he down. I think he yeah. should go seventy-four. So do I. I know he's big. He got to go 74. Go 74, Mark. Give it a shot. Um, Ringer? I have no idea. I think he should go up. 
Cox should go down to 86. Brandon Sorensen, he should go 74. Brandon Sorensen? <laughs> He's on here. I don't know. Well, I don't see. I don't even see the question. I don't even see who's on that list. Brandon Sorensen. Oh, you. I think you've muted this guy or blocked What's this him. Thing? Lefty Strat. Yeah, he's an idiot. No, he's not. He's not an idiot. Well, he was being a. He probably no, disagreed. He probably disagreed with you once. I don't time. block people for disagreeing with me. I block people for. Shouldn't block anybody. Stupid. Like blocks coward. Coward's way out. Yeah. Um. Blocking it. Uh, here's the ultimate FRL question. What's more cowardice, blocking or muting? I think blocking. I don't understand why. I don't understand how. If you do either of them, you're a coward. No. Yes. No. Why should I have to read everything that everyone says to me? That's annoying. Why should I read an you're, idiot's you're opinion? Sheltering yourself. No, it's just a waste of time. No, these people are mean to me. No, that's not it at all. It's just it's. A, What's the point of Twitter? Why, I have to sift through all these morons? Why would I do that? So people whose sole goal is just right. to be annoying? You're going to let them get to you? And you're going to block them or mute them? No, I just mute them. There's, I have uh, I, hundreds I of people on the mute list. It's amazing. I block them. You want to get on my nerves? You want to you wanna go out of your way to get on my nerves? You don't read my tweets. Dang. All right. Cody Ocho 5. What were you saying? I don't see this question. It's down here. It's all the way at the bottom. I right, go. Go. What would be the outcome of this at bat? Sister Mary Jo or Big Al? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Big Al goes yard. Oh, yeah. I'm taking the dinger from Big Al. I don't. Yeah, right. Sister Mary Jo got. She can throw the ball. Did you, I don't know if you guys saw this. No, I did. Yeah. Thing fell off the table. Yeah. That girl can throw. Uh, Marion Catholic, home of Travis Ford Melton. Oh, interesting. Chicago. And Big Al, he hits dingers. I'm taking Sister Mary Joe. Okay. All right. Well, hey, I think we're good to go here. It's we are good to go. Quality show. It's 9.01. Um, and we can depart. I told LJ, our fearless producer, to play our outro music. So we'll be back Thursday. We'll do 157 tiers. Willie, what do you have coming out this week? Um... I'm going to have a little bit of Super 32 thing today, later on today, just outlining um, registration and, and who's all signed up for it, registered for it. Dude, Super 32 registration is on fire. Like, it's on pace to be to have the most ranked kids, like, ever. Really? Which is awesome. I cannot wait for freaking wrestling. I hate this freaking schedule. I mean, there's nothing going on right now. When's... Next week is uh, next week's Junior Worlds. At least we got a little bit of something, but otherwise, I'm doing too much fantasy football stuff. But Super Thirty Two thing, uh, seventy four prospects, um, and then sometime soon I'm gonna work on oh Michigan, Michigan, Michigan targets. Nice. Well, we're excited for that. You guys should talk about stuff on the message boards. So then we can talk about it. Talk what do you about mean? stuff on the Who's message sure? board? Our fans on the message board. There's dead right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Come on, message board. Hawkeye Report, this is what this is what you're for. You are literally for these off season. You guys bring WI. 
NWI, yep. 34 and counting, wake up. Are you still alive? Are you still alive? Someone go up to Oklahoma and check on 34 and counting. Do you have internet? Somebody get 34 and counting a defibrillator. Thank you to ASICS. Thank you to you. We'll be back Thursday. See you next time. Thanks, guys.